I'm Dave. And I'm Nancy. And this is Middle-Aged Wisdom. Where we talk about mistakes we've made. Lessons we've learned. And sharing things we think are super cool. So you can get closer to living your best life. Welcome to episode six of the podcast, Middle-Aged Wisdom. We've noticed that during the pandemic, there are two groups of people, and maybe you've noticed the same. Oh, no, I shouldn't say two groups. I should say two responses to the pandemic. There's this category of the empathetic people, and they might be the ones that are saying, we're in this together. We're going to get through this together. We're going to make it. We're going to come out better when it's all over. Someday. Yeah. Someday. And they tend to look out for others right. during this experience a little more than the other group. Warm and fuzzy, you know? Then there's this other group. Nope, mm -hmm. not a group. I'm not going to pinpoint a group of people. Other reaction that some people have right. to this experience. Which is self-centeredness. Mm. These may be the people who, to a minimalist like us... I mean, this is danger because they are the ones that took all the toilet paper <laughs> because when you're a minimalist, you do not stock up. And so you do only have one pack of toilet paper mm -hmm. because you don't want to clog up your closets right. and you only have two rolls of paper towels. And and these are the people, the self-centered ones, they're the reason when you go to the grocery store, they now have to make a rule for only buy two of this thing that you know everybody else needs. And it's because some self-centered, somebody acting self-centeredly, right. if that's even a way to put that, <laughs> uh, went and bought like every one of them. In fact, I saw a video uh, on social media of a woman at like a dollar store and she had a pickup truck and the entirety of the back bed of the pickup truck was filled with every paper product she could possibly buy in the dollar store. And this was back like in March, late March, when it was like- Damn her. Any- <laughs> <laughs> Paper products were a scarcity, and it's like, really, really, that's that's the level we're at, right? Really, and I think that in general we can see that there's these two groups in in everything in everyday life, not only during the pandemic, but we see it when we talk about homeschooling versus at school. You know, are we making judgment calls about that? Are we talking about how you feel about? traffic you know in a day like maybe the empathetic person might be like hey i get to listen to my podcast a little longer i i understand like maybe there was an accident up ahead that stinks or even to go to a further extreme if somebody cuts you off you could actually go to that mental place and say you know they maybe just have some place they really need to maybe go maybe there's a pregnant woman in the passenger seat <laughs> that is on her fourth child and cannot hold it any longer yeah it's like this is happening right like you know what you go, I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, right? But we have to give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Um, the self-centered person, you know, is probably going to be in a bad mood and it's going to take them to a different place all day. It can go with anything in life. And I think we've all had those situations. And I don't know what it is about negativity, but it's so easy to just get sucked into it and just follow this road. Like you hear one thing, um, say it's about a person or a situation and all you can think about is that situation so then every little thing that that person does now you can only go to a negative place and it gets 
worse and worse as time goes on. Mm -hmm. um, and it's almost like ruining the thought process of that situation or that person. Yeah, so negativity, it's actually been, me it's measurably addictive, I indignation in particular. And so that's what modern new the modern news cycle is really based on is that people have a hard time resisting things that, that kind of reinforce their own point of view, but also that make them feel a sense of blame or that they get to feel indignant about another person or group. So that's like the Twitter feed. You know, I, I will, I will freely admit, I probably look at Twitter more than I should. And it's just because it's this rabbit hole of a feed that you just keep going and going and going. And it just almost like self perpetuates this negativity. And it's, you just got to get off that, off that hamster wheel. Right. And I did it with Newsbreak. We don't have TV or cable in our house. So we get the news only from online. And there is an app called Newsbreak, which don't download it. If you don't have it, don't download it. You'll lose a huge portion of your life. And it has everything that's happening, which is all COVID-19 right now. And just says all of the things. It never will say, if you have this, you won't get COVID. You know, it's always like, if you have this, you will get it. If you have this, you'll die. If you have, it, there's never anything. Um, it's always going down the rabbit hole of bad, and it, and it's really instilling a lot of fear in a lot of people. And we're this is not going in this direction. Don't worry. Um, we're not going into politics, but not we're at just all. talking about doom and gloom in general, right? Yes, and this, exactly. This pandemic experience is doom and gloom like to the nth degree for everybody right and it's like however you react to some of these situations well everybody's reacting to their extreme during this whole experience mm -hmm. we were thinking about it in a business sense these two different reactions and i'm always thinking about businesses because number one i'm an i'm a part owner of one of them of course and then dave and i have different things that we do on the side such as this podcast the part that you have to think about as a business owner is the pivoting part right are you going to take the negativity side of this whole pandemic or are you going to kind of go down a different road and recently we were listening to tony tony robbins shocker <laughs> i know i listen to him like every day i wish i don't know but I wish he like lived next door. Yeah, well, that would be kind of intense. That that would be. <laughs> that would be. I'd be on the positive. It'd be cool as long as he let me jump on his trump trampoline a little bit. Yeah, right. it'll yeah. be good. <laughs> he um was mentioning about this restaurant story about these two restaurant owners. Yeah, so it's you know restaurants have been hit really hard during this experience, and there's just no getting around that whatsoever. At the same time, whether you're a restaurant or other type of business, it's there is some extent of how do you choose to respond to circumstances that are out of your control? And on the one hand, you can wallow in self-pity and despair and go doom and gloom. And on the other hand, you can say, okay, I've been dealt these cards. This was not of my choosing. Now what am I going to do about it, right? Mm -hmm. And there, there are these two restaurants really close together. And the one restaurant owner was talking to the other and just said, hey man, how's your business going? Mine's awful. I mean, everything that I worked so hard for in the last 30 years is just done. COVID stinks. It did this to me. Mm. It ruined my life. Mm. Playing the victim there a little bit. Playing the victim. The other restaurant owner said, really? That's so hard to believe. We are having our best month ever. And the other restaurateur said, 
what do you mean the rest the, the best month ever and he said we just got together we had a big team meeting and two days after we are told to shut down we just start implementing these ideas about a drive-through curbside pickup delivery we can still make food we just can't have people in our business or in our establishment so what else can we do mm-hmm. And we opened up these extra drive-through areas where people can drive through and we can hand deliver it to them. Um, Or we can do it contactless um, and we can do contactless delivery, all these new things. And we have been so busy that we have literally had cars parked down the street waiting to pick up their curbside pickup. Yeah. They they went into problem-solving mode. Right. So you have to decide which group and which road are you going to be on? Are you going to be on the path of this happened to me? This is the worst thing in the world? Or are you going to be on the side of, I'm going to pivot with this and I'm going to figure out how to survive this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We even got, it's so interesting going down that negativity like we were talking about earlier. There's even been a lot of stuff on the internet about doing stuff like this, like podcast or positive Instagram posts or Facebook or Facebook live videos of empowerment or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, like they're, they're being negative about people that are trying to be positive. Yeah. Sometimes when people make posts or podcasts like we're doing here, it can get trashed a little bit because people are like, don't you realize there's a pandemic and you need to be miserable? Right. And to <laughs> us, we're like, Hey, we're putting out this positive vibe because we want the restaurants to survive. We want the boutiques to survive. We want a vacation. We want our lives to be back when it's time and when everybody's ready. But we want that life to still be there for us when this is all over. Yeah, and it's not like we're trying to act like it's sunshine and rainbows and we're we're naive and ignoring all of the sort of negative aspects of this experience. It's that... You know, there's some of them we can't do anything about anyway. So why wallow in pity and self-despair about it and kind of figure out how can we find some silver linings in this? How can we pivot to improve some part of our lives or part of your business? Like when when Nancy's business, you know, she's a dentist for those that might be listening for the first time. And her business was shut down for two months. And she's never experienced anything like this before. She's been in business for... I don't know how many years, 15 years almost now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just, you never anticipate something like this. None of us could, right? Mm -hmm. And so during those two months when when her office was totally shut down, you had to lay off every person on your whole staff. I mean, it just, it was awful. At the same time, she spent every day during those two months becoming an expert hunter-gatherer when it came to PPE. Because one thing she knew is when they came back, because there's no cure, the virus hadn't gone away, there wasn't a vaccine, but they were going to be able to reopen, it was, okay, now this is going to be a different environment. We know we need to up our game with the PPE and different other protocols. Let's, let me figure this out. So every day you were hunting for PPE, you were watching webinars about, about what they've been learning, the newest uh, available science about, about the virus and how it spreads and things like that. Right. Like, what do we need in our office? Do we need to upgrade anything? What kind of um, disinfectant works on this thing? What kind of um, rules do we have to have? Can we see everybody? Can we only see certain groups? Um, Just all sorts of things about how it all works, because it was changing so rapidly, as you all know. 
And we had to keep on top of it because we didn't know if they were going to say in a week that we can reopen or if they were going to say, obviously, we never expect it as many months as it was, but um, we just didn't know. And so you had to be on top of it constantly. And that is what you have to do if you want to protect something that you've worked so hard for. Mm -hmm. Uh, So like we were saying before, you have to decide which lane you're going to be in. And I feel like I'm not in the place right now where I feel comfortable shopping. Like I don't feel comfortable going to a mall yet and walking around. I don't feel comfortable going in stores. Let me let me just interject and tell people that <laughs> what a Nan- big deal this is. <laughs> Nance before this was it was a germaphobe and so now just imagine that a pandemic mm-hmm. hits mm-hmm. and then you take somebody who is already a germaphobe and yep. just like, oh my God, this has her all sorts of triggered in ways I know. we will probably never share in a podcast. But... I had a doctor's appointment today <laughs> and I had to touch an elevator button. And oh. I was like, oh my God, a touch an elevator button. <laughs> I was like, as soon as I came into the office, I'm like, I need soap and water. <laughs> well, you know, I'm sure your biggest like debate during that moment, I can just see you standing in the elevator and you're like looking around and you're like, trying to decide which body part you can hit the elevator button with that's going to be less likely to get you sick. Oh, yeah. And then I was thinking, well, I have a napkin in the car, but I parked several blocks away, which means I will be late if I go back. Yeah, all these things kind of run and through then my meanwhile, head. And then meanwhile, <laughs> the elevator door is shut, and you're like, no, and then you're stuck <laughs> in there, and you're like, ah, what do I do? <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's, that's my life in a nutshell right there. In any event, in my mind, for shopping and for restaurants and boutiques, And anything where you sell a good, I feel like there has to be an online presence. Mm -hmm. There's a few local stores that I would love to support, you know, and and we still do gifts for birthdays or, um, you know, we'll send stuff to our nieces and such. And um, when we're looking for something, it would be great for us to support those areas, but they don't have an online presence. And it, it's very difficult. And I just want to call them and tell them, you know, you could be making money right now if you just set up a store, mm-hmm. you know, online. Yeah, find like a, a tech savvy niece or nephew to help you set up a website or whatever you need. They'll, they'll figure it out. Right. And I also feel like for restaurants that we have to, well, I mean, we, I don't own one. <laughs> they have to kind of keep that curbside and delivery and um, that system running because we don't know what the fall holds. We hope that it's perfect and everything's gone, there's a vaccine and none of this exists anymore and it's all great, which that's a whole other story, whether it'll be great after a vaccine or not. Well, it depends if everybody takes the vaccine, but that's that's another <laughs> that's a whole, that's other, a whole other story. And yeah, whole I other just story. want to say for listeners too, and when Nance talks about restaurants, her parents were restaurant owners and caterers, so she grew up in restaurants. So right. it's not she's not talking from a place of ignorance either. So. Right? Yeah, I definitely know what it takes to make that happen, and I've helped with friends' pizza places that they've owned and um, different different types of food places where you have to be able to deliver to people and give them what they want or else they'll find a new happy place or a new place they love. Yeah. And I think, uh, especially for parents out there that are listening to this, everybody should some point in their life work in a restaurant. And so if you have kids, make them go work in a restaurant at some point when they're old enough, because nothing will teach you empathy quicker because we all go to restaurants, but you it, to to actually have worked in one will make you so much more empathetic about restaurant workers in general. Right, it's a tough job. It's not easy for sure. Mm-hmm. 
And then I think about other um, professions. So dentistry, medical. For us, I definitely feel like we need to have a teledental site. That has to be something that we develop because come fall, if people are nervous to come in because the flu comes and everything else. We don't know. Maybe it'll be great and everybody will be well and everybody will wear a mask and it'll be great. Um, but if not, then we need to know how to pivot with this aspect as well. We can't just keep expecting people to come in and they're just not ready yet. And then we can't shut down again. I mean, we just can't afford to shut down again. Um, so dental, medical, I think there needs to be a teledental, telemedical type of thing. Um, other businesses, I mean, Dave gets to work from home. So there are a lot of businesses that are able to work from home, which is great. Yeah. So my, my line of work is in engineering and it's lent itself pretty well to the virtual work experience for the most part. I'm either on the computer in our corner bedroom working all day, or when I'm not there, the only other place I really go is to construction sites. But that being said, one of the pivots we've made is that we're starting to learn way more computer systems and team teamwork systems and project management systems that are virtual and online than we ever have before. And it's like, oh my gosh, these are kind of amazing. And I'm kind of glad we're learning these. And it's sort of forcing us to get into that. Uh, so that's like Microsoft Teams, it's Trello, it's things like Lucidchart, some of, some of these different tools that are helping us to work together remotely in ways that we never would have envisioned. Long story short, we need to pivot. We all need to pivot. Whatever we're doing right now, this isn't going away. And we need to learn to live in a safe environment while also keeping our businesses healthy. Yeah, take control of what you can and don't play the victim, okay? And resist that temptation to go into negative places and to feel that sense of indignation because typically that's going to affect you and your heart and not whoever it is you're feeling that about. And I, it's always been true in our life that anytime you help someone else and you really give yourself or a family in need right now that's really having a tough time, or anytime you give your time or your resources to someone, it comes back tenfold every single time. And you feel that whole heartedness in, in your soul. And it's just one of those things that it will never, ever disappoint you. Yeah, so maybe instead of being that person that takes every last roll of toilet paper off the shelf, that you're actually that person who maybe gives one to somebody. Right. So which path will you go down? Will you be the one to say, what was me that's happened to me? Or are you going to be in the group that says, that happened to me and this is how I became stronger because of it? That's right. Stuff happens. We got to move on. We hope this offered some value Please subscribe if you like listening to us. We love to see our subscribers on our list and it keeps us knowing that this is adding value to someone's life. Yeah, we really appreciate you all listening. <laughs>